0: Hi everyone, welcome, welcome to Gospel Gals. Gals, I'm Jess, and I'm McKenna, and we're here to teach you to fake it till you make it. Woo!
1: <laughs> Come on. That's all about sex, baby. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's all about you and me. That's all about you
0: and me. Let's talk about sex so, now.
1: Can anyone guess what our episode is on I, I can't guess. Oh, I'm not sure that I know. I, I wonder what it could
0: be. <laughs> Um, We were just like having a little day obnoxious. (laughs) So I wish you guys could see that. It was fun. It was a fun little moment for us. So sorry for that. (laughs) Cringy. But we're talking about sex today. Woo! We're gonna talk about all the good good things things and the bad things.
1: things. Oh, (laughs) Oh, we need help. Okay, (laughs) this is actually a good episode. We're gonna talk about. Chastity, that's probably a more classy way.
0: But are we classy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we probably could work on that. Yeah, we could. We okay. could. Right. But we're excited. I mean, I feel like I say this about every episode, but like this, this is another one that we've we really have from the beginning, like have mm-hmm. talked about doing this, and we've been unsure how to approach it. Um mm-hmm. but we've kind of brainstormed and we think we have a good outline of what we want to say and we're excited. I feel like you get a good perspective as someone that I'm married and McKenna's dating. You kind of get both sides of intimacy. Of intimacy. Ooh, intimacy. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we're just going to kind of jump right into it. Um, I think this episode, I mean, it's for everybody, but I think especially those girls um, who are maybe unsure about why it's important to be chaste, why it's important to have chastity in your life, make that a priority. And honestly, this is important even after you're married because I have so many friends um who really struggled with the idea of being told your whole life no, no, no and then you're married and it's go, go, go. Mm-hmm. That's like always been kind of a confusing thing and I think it was confusing for me, and so we just really felt like it was important to talk about it.
1: And it's not talked about very much. Jess and I have discussed this a lot. It's not Argued. Really, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and discussed. It's not really talked about that much in the church in a positive way. We feel like all the time. And not that that's, like, against the church. Not that that, you know, means anything. But we just feel like it could definitely be talked about a lot more yeah. wh- among,
0: like, youth and date with and dating and that kind of thing. We yeah. think it would help. So after we did the pornography episode, I think Ken and I thought it was really interesting how she um, had gone on the church's website and talked about the importance of just talking about it with your kids, being open about it, and how that helps with being able to talk about hard subjects. And I think sex can be a tough subject to talk about. I mean, I don't think I ever had the sex talk. Did you? I don't know. I did. You did. And our parents are so much... It wasn't like big, though. It was like the very basic... (laughs) And then that's it. I just think, like, for me, so she had the sex talk. I didn't. And I learned everything from, like, elementary slash middle school. And that is, like, when you, like, it's all wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? Or it's, like, kind of right, kind of wrong. Um. So, yeah, we just feel like it's so important to be open about it and talk about it with your kids. We're not parents. Like, we can't mm-hmm. really relate to that. But
1: I think people don't talk about it just because it is so sacred and so intimate. I don't think people know how to talk about yeah. it. I don't think the problem is they don't want to or they... You know, don't think it's important. I think people just kind of get weird about it sometimes and don't
0: know how no, to bring a hard, things up. No, it's a hard topic to it talk is. about. It yeah. is. So anyways,
1: we're going to talk about but it But we're here to talk
0: about hard topics. Because
1: we're not awkward about anything. We're not. <laughs> and we're open about everything. So we're going <laughs> to oh, talk gosh. about
0: it. But I think the main takeaway too, and I love this and I've heard this from so many people, but sex isn't bad. It's amazing. It's a great thing. It's just about right time, right person. Mm-hmm. And I want to just emphasize that. And I think if you have that perspective, that'll really help you. So we're going to jump right in and just kind of talk about chastity. Do you want to take it away, Kenna? Sure. So
1: chastity, we talked about this. It's sexual sin, which is honestly the most serious sin besides yeah. like murder or denying the Holy Ghost. Um, it's important before marriage to be chaste, but also after marriage. It means being loyal to your spouse. Um, Chastity also can mean having clean thoughts yeah. and, you know, actions. Like it kind of encompasses everything, not just you know, being sexual with another totally. person. Totally. Thoughts, There's words, a lot yep. more
0: mm-hmm. than just that. And it's important to talk about. Yeah. I think, too, I thought this was so interesting. On the church's website, under chastity, they talk about how Satan has led so many people to believe sexual intimacy is, like, okay outside of marriage. And, like,
1: that could not be more
0: true oh. in the
1: world today.
0: No. And especially I, growing I, up yeah. in California. All of our friends were sexually yeah. active. Yeah. All of them. And probably starting in sophomore year of high school, I would mm-hmm. say for me, was most of my friends. But... I thought this was interesting that Heavenly Father looks at this as an abuse of power that he has given us to create life. So when we're having sexual relations outside of marriage, we're abusing that gift. I thought it was really interesting Mm because I hadn't really thought about it that way before. That's a good way to look at it because it really is, like just said, it's not a bad thing. It's so good.
1: And I think the reason it is, quote, looked at as bad before marriage is because
0: it is abuse of that power that's sacred and that's not good. Yeah. I think too, I mean, Kenna, I'm going to, I'm going to ask her some questions that she's (laughs) going to ask me just because I think we both have, we do have different perspectives right now because like I'm sexually active, I'm married and she's not, and she's dating and they both give different things. But, um, I just want to ask Kenna, like, how would you, for someone that's struggling with this and maybe this is a sin that they draw to it, I know both of us have said that like we've struggled with this, um, yeah. What are the things you do to keep yourself out of those situations? That's a good question while you're dating.
1: Yeah. So I think first of all, to recognize that it's not not normal mm-hmm. to feel that way. Like it's so normal. it's such a natural feeling to have, to not be like ashamed or embarrassed that you have sexual feelings because totally. it's so natural. Like we're we're literally meant to have those feelings and thoughts, and it's okay. Um, I think just before marriage, we're supposed to like kind of learn how to deal with them in an appropriate way. So for me, I guess when dating, I just have recognized in myself like when those feelings do arise. Like I've kind of noted like when I do feel that way. And so I try to avoid those situations as much as possible. For example, like I try not to stay out super late alone with a guy or like be in the car alone super late. You know, just certain things. that I'm like, "Uh, I feel like if I go do that. It might not end well, how so, I want it
0: to. Do you remember the strength of youth? One of the things it had in there about dating was group dating. Yeah. And it's funny because I always thought, i yes. like, that is so weird. Like, I remember being 16. I thought I would have all these dates. And I had, like, none. <laughs> but I remember, like, <laughs> California. Oh, gosh. I remember being 16 and being, like, group dates? Like, why is that encouraged? Because that's not that common. If you think about, like, the rest of the world, how uh-huh. often are they going on group dates? Not, not. I mean, like, when you're married, but not when you're, like. No, not, not when, when, you're when you're dating. 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 And I realized, I'm like, that is totally just another added protection against breaking those things. Which is so helpful, you guys. And group dates are so fun. So, so fun.
1: It's more fun, It's honestly. way. More, it's
0: less pressure. And I think, coming from someone... I had two boyfriends in high school. I totally regret it. Like, I'm not... I think it's different <laughs> for everybody, but... Honestly, you guys, just from my experience, just date and have fun. Just date and have fun because my favorite proms that I went on were with guy friends Mm -hmm. or like where I was friends with the guy and wasn't pressure. It wasn't pressure. And so I think like, yeah, there's a time and place when you're going to like date seriously and get married and start having sex, but don't put too much pressure on yourself at such a young age. I did that and I regret it yeah it's hard
1: so I think yeah back to Jess's question I even had that perspective kind of in high school I had a really good perspective in high school I don't know where I got that I don't know where it came from she's wise
0: (laughs) I'm just wise
1: beyond my years I guess but I just would try to stay away from those situations And I'm not saying I'm perfect like stuff definitely happened I'm not like a saint but I tried really hard to avoid
0: those situations where I felt like I could mess up I love that Mm -hmm. I think that's great advice and And just try and when you're dating somebody and you're having that perspective that it's important to you, I think, make sure you're dating people that have that same perspective. I was
1: actually just going to say that too, a little bit further in that question. I feel like I always tried to date people that were respectful. How we talked about in the relationships and friends episode that if someone really loves you and if they're truly your friend, they're going to respect your standards and what you want. And all the people I dated had the same standards as me, um, even if they weren't members and even if they didn't have the same standards, they respected mine. I love that. And I always
0: watched for those kind of little signs of if they didn't, and I wouldn't. I mean, coming from me, my ex-boyfriend in high school, I feel like he would always pull the, if we love each other, why aren't we doing this or that? Mm-hmm. And looking back, I did not love him. <laughs> but at the time, you know, you when thought you, you did. I totally thought I did. And I think if somebody is guilting you with stuff like that, like, they're not for you. Run. Uh, Run away. And contrasting that with when I was dating Cade and how he was like, it was hard, you guys. And when you get, when you're dating and then you are truly in love and then when you're engaged, I always have told McKenna this, when you're engaged, it gets like 10 times harder because you know you're getting married to that person and you love them. I feel like Cade was just like contrasting that with past experiences. He was so good about it. We were never really out too late together. He knew it was a priority for me and him. And he honestly, he pushed me to keep that standard. And I Really appreciated that. And I did the same for him. And that's what a relationship is. I mean, pushing each other to keep the standards that you hold. I and think to is, be better. And to be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved this too that the um, church's website said, it talked about people who love each other will never endanger one another's happiness and safety in exchange for temp- temporary personal pleasure. Oh, I like that. I love that because I think so much of sin and in the world, it, it's pleasure for mm-hmm. a short amount of time. And I think that is a huge thing to emphasize on is it's pleasure, but like, it's not going to bring you permanent happiness. It really
1: all. does take away your happiness to sin, especially sexually mm-hmm. before you're married. I think like sin is not, not happiness, never will be. And I think like just said, it's personal pleasure in the moment. It feels good. Like yeah. it feels fine. And I think everyone who's experienced this can testify. Like the second it's over, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel awful. Yeah. Like, I feel horrible. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel good. It It is not happy.
0: Don't let the natural man take take over. Yeah. Really be aware of, like, the spiritual viewpoint. I know they always Mm -hmm. say that, but having, like, an eternal perspective, it does make things easier. And just going along with relationships built on sexual immorality, which is kind of what this, the church talks about, too, it says that those who engage in sexual immorality often feel fear, guilt, and shame. Mm-hmm. Bitterness, jealousy, and hatred soon replace any positive feelings that once existed in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have all of, you know, God's commandments and or all these things that we have. Kenneth has said this before, but it's for happiness. And I think this is just another example. Like chastity is, even though it can be hard, and it, it totally is hard, it's because after you do keep those commandments and you keep the law of chastity, there's love, there's trust, you have a commitment. I mean, it everything's better. Yeah. After you keep those.
1: And just because you have made a mistake or you have struggled with this doesn't mean the savior can't take care of it. Like repentance is so real. It's so true. And so you can always come back. You've never gone too far. Mm-hmm. But it is a
0: lot easier to keep those standards from the beginning and 100%. not make those mistakes. It just it really does make you more happy. Yeah. I love this too, is I think um, this, I just, I'm just going to quote them because I I think this is really great. But they say, those who keep themselves sexually pure will be sensitive to the Holy Ghost's guidance, strength, Mm -hmm. comfort, and protection, and will fulfill an important requirement for receiving a temple recommend and participating in temple ordinances. So I think that's really cool is when you're keeping the law of chastity, you have the Holy Ghost who in, with having him, you can, it's easier to, face other sins right so keeping law of chastity helps with keeping you strong in other temptation that's actually
1: really important because that talk that president nelson gave a few conferences ago where he's like it will be impossible to survive the coming days without the companionship of the holy ghost like that's so it's kind of a scary thought to be honest like i feel like we all need to work a little bit harder right now in these days to have the holy ghost with us so anything that
0: would even make that less a little bit like i don't want it Yeah. No. And I think when you do break the law of chastity, like it, it breaks you physically and spiritually. And Mm -hmm. I think that's why it's so important you guys, because it is so dangerous. And once you start to dabble in that, I mean, we're huge believers. And I think a lot of people are And you know, sin is just a slippery slope and you start doing these things and it it, starts small. It it doesn't start big. Always starts small. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I thought that was really interesting too, physically and spiritually dangerous. So not just spiritually, like physically it can affect you as well.
1: Yeah. Jess, how have you dealt with it now
0: that you're married? Like what's your
1: perspective now and what would you say to someone like getting married, that kind of thing?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I didn't really struggle with this a whole lot. I, once I was married and we were still in the temple, I, I knew that it was right. And Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have a whole lot of Guilt. I know that which some people do I have a lot of close friends that have felt that way um for me personally I didn't feel that immensely like I did a little bit but I think what helps you is just having that perspective and you know talking to your bishop talking to your spouse I mean the minute you're engaged you guys like my mom told me this I had a couple people tell me this and I'm really grateful talk about things if you're really nervous about it talk to your spouse Literally, like you're engaged, you're going to get married, have a really frank and open conversations with them and be like, Hey, this, this scares me, A and B scare me and really just be open and say, Hey, what's your expectation? What's mine? What, what's this mean? Because, you know, sex is something that like, it takes time and it's going to be weird and it's different. But I think just being open with your spouse, talking about it, talking about your fears, your guilt, anything that you're feeling, I think is helpful. And then just knowing that it's okay. I mean, you're still in the temple. You've made a covenant. This is okay. And starting and slow it's important. and it's really it's important good for your marriage. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to share this story. Cause I, this is state of me for my whole marriage so far. Our Bishop, when Kate and I got engaged, he met with each of us individually. I loved our Bishop and he talked to me and he said, this is just something that I've told a lot of the girls in the war. And I just want to tell you, he's like, Sexual intimacy is so important in a marriage. And he's like, there might be times where it's not like a huge priority as a a woman. And this is totally generalizing. But it's common for women not to be as sexual. Like, it's literally in our genes. (laughs) We don't have testosterone. It's more common that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, for your husband and for yourself, like, this is – it is such an important thing to be sexual with your husband. Make it a priority. And make it a priority. And I think – it gets hard. You know, I don't have any kids right now. I don't have as many distractions. Like, I'm sure as life goes on, it will be a lot harder to keep that going. But it, it should be a priority because, I mean, sexual intimacy, it is a gift. And it bonds you in love. And so I think continually having that is so important. Um, I feel like that, like, totally went on a tangent. but No, it's true. I'm just really passionate about this because I think um, – I'm really about openness and I have so many friends who they get married and they hate having sex or they feel guilty and I'm like, talk to your spouse. You just got sealed for time and all eternity. Mm -hmm. This is your person for the rest of your life. Be open with them and talk about it. And I guarantee you that 99% of the time, I'm sure all of you are married to great people. They will like open their arms with love and be willing to talk about it with you.
1: I think that's also an important part of chastity in marriage is that you do talk about it and you're open about it, and you're on the same page when it comes to your intimacy, I think that's important. It is supposed to bond you, like just said. It's supposed to connect you in that way. And so it should be an
0: open topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I agree. And I think this is really cool that the church's website talks about. It says, The Lord requires a high moral standard of his disciples, including complete fidelity to one's spouse in thought and conduct. In thought. That's important. I love that. That's so important.
1: Because I think the world today... That's thrown completely out the window Mm -hmm. in thought. Like, I mean, I feel like no one really
0: follows that. Yeah, they don't. I mean, keeping your thoughts clean is a lot harder than keeping your actions clean. It is. A hundred percent. And I think that's an ongoing battle. And I think too, I think Ken and I want to emphasize, we're talking a lot about how serious this sin is and we don't want to discount it because it is a really big deal. But just know, like, if you have made mistakes, talk to your bishop you know, yeah. go on their repentance process. They're understanding. You're not, you know, that's not it for you. Mm-hmm. you. There's always a way to come back. I really want to emphasize that because it's so easy to make those mistakes. And so just know, like, it's not over for you. We have repentance. Thank goodness.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I like this part too. It says, no matter how strong temptations seem, the Lord will help us withstand them if we choose to follow him. Mm. So I think... They are really big temptations. At least for me, this is probably one of the biggest temptations that I have in my life. Yeah. But I think as I do the little things, like read my scriptures, pray every day,
0: it is it does make it easier. It does. I remember at EFY Santa Barbara, this is totally just bringing up these thoughts. <laughs> I had this counselor and he was talking about chastity. And he explained it in, I think, one of the best ways that I've cheaper? ever... No, because it was it was that was at Utah. Was Shout Santa out Barber. to Cooper. We I know, love you, we Cooper. Love, we should have him come on the show. We should. Oh, Cooper. <laughs> First okay. gospel guy. Um, no, but anyway, and he was talking about um, setting your line. And so he says, let's say that your line is making out, okay? That is your line. You're not going to cross it. So, and he, he literally, like, had all of us stand. And, like, we were each, like, a thing. So one kid was, like, sex. One was kissing. One was oral sex. It was just really funny. But – he said, if you don't have a line completely drawn, then when you start making out, when you start doing these things, like it's a lot easier to go into those other things. And it happens quick.
1: Like it's yes. not, no yeah. one
0: plans to no. make mistakes but like this. But if you make the decision now and you make that promise now, I'm going to be chased. I'm going to wait till I'm married. I'm going to do these. I'm going to try my best mm-hmm. to like keep these standards. If you have that set line, then it's so much, like, it, it helps so much when you're in that situation because you go, hey, that's my line. I'm not crossing it. So just really like making that decision now Mm -hmm. to keep that line firm and strong. Yeah. And I love that. And that has stuck with me for a long time. I love that too. And never
1: let anyone talk you out of that. Because like we said, if they respect you, if they love you, they wouldn't. Yeah. They'll respect your decision.
0: And if they don't, then leave. Yeah. (laughs) Because we don't want those kind of people in our lives. Well, and I think this is really true too is going along with thoughts. It says, no one commits sexual sin in an instant immoral acts always begin with impure thoughts
1: interesting
0: and i love because that's a hundred percent yeah that's a hundred percent so as long as we're true. trying our best
1: to keep our thoughts clean that'll be a lot less likely that we'll make those
0: mistakes yeah and i think too this is cool it says we can determine now that we will never do anything outside of marriage to arouse the powerful emotions that must be expressed only in marriage and i think that's important too because like i was saying earlier like Sex is a great thing. It's loving. It's how you show your love. And those are powerful emotions that shouldn't be kind of thrown around for everybody. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't.
1: They really should only be for your spouse. And that's
0: such a special, like, cool thought. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I think we talked about this at the beginning. Stay away from pornography. Um, Pornography can be really broad. Like, reading, Mm -hmm. viewing, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I It's mean, in a
1: lot of women's
0: books, pornography. It is. Fifty Shades of Right. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I think, I love, I love McKenna because she has a great perspective of this. It's, it's easy, you guys. It, c- keeping these thoughts and like these feelings away, it really does start with the little things of reading your scriptures and having those things and then the temptation isn't as strong. It's just not.
1: And I have a really strong testimony that when you are chaste before you're married and after, I guess it's the same idea. But when you are following the Lord's standards, you're so much more confident. Like you have a much higher self-esteem. Yeah. You're so much more like sure of yourself. It's just life is so much easier when you are following
0: those rules. A hundred percent. And going along with being chaste when you're married, be faithful to your spouse. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big thing. Like you don't, have thoughts thoughts. and this literally says thoughts words and actions like you made a covenant and you made a promise to that person so Mm -hmm. I think that's a big thing too is staying faithful um which you think is easy but we both have had a lot of personal things in our lives where that's not the case yeah (laughs) um but yeah I think we kind of just want to end the episode just with forgiveness and repentance I think this whole episode we were talking about um, the importance of it and it is so important. Um, and being morally clean is huge and coming from Kenna and I who have made that promise. And now I'm married and she's dating. Like we both have seen that bless our lives Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, and it's going to be hard. You guys, your apprentice isn't easy, but you can do it and just know like peace comes with it. And if you make a mistake and you make a sexual mistake, um, it's not a great thing, but we have repentance and don't shut down and feel like you are just lost and you can't ever come back. Because you can. Because you can. You can always come back. It's the great
1: thing about the gospel. We love the gospel. We love the gospel. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening to our sex talk today. I know. It was fun. (laughs) I think it's great. And yeah, be more open about it. Not, it doesn't have to be like, in a crude, irreverent way, but no, we can definitely talk be about be open it more.
0: to having questions and um, with friends, family. I mean, I feel like Kenna's even like asked me some things. Not like anything crazy. like <laughs> I'm not like she's like looking I for advice. All my questions. <laughs> I'm gonna be ready. <laughs> I shouldn't have shared that. No, before. it's not like that. No, no, <laughs> but like I think being open and and with and when people ask you, like, come from a place of love, and that it is sacred and intimate, and but it's a gift from God and it's amazing Mm -hmm. and right time, right person. So amen. Amen. That was (laughs) a fun one. We, we eventually want to have somebody on maybe to talk about how to talk about with kids. We've talked about that. So stay tuned for those episodes and thank you guys for listening. We love you. Thanks. XOXO Gospel Gospel Gals.